Hello and welcome back to the Rustic Preacher Podcast. I'm your host, the Rustic Preacher. Excited to talk to everybody today. I'm going to actually talk about a new topic today. Um, today after church, I actually went to a friend's place for dinner. And as we showed up, um, it just happened that they own goats and one of the mother goats was giving birth um, to some baby goats. So that was kind of fun. I, my daughters got to experience that. Um, the whole family was part of that process, and it was pretty exciting. And I thought, uh, what a great opportunity to motivate me to bring a new podcast with a new topic today. Um, when I started the Rustic Preacher podcast, I uh, talked about how, you know, I was kind of backwoods. I lived the kind of homesteader lifestyle. You know, I, I, I believe in preparedness and um, self-sufficient living just in general, uh, the homesteader kind of life, you know, where you try to uh, live in a way that you uh, store up food or, or garden or um, raise animals or butcher. I mean, there's different people that homestead differently. Uh, some people eat meat, some people don't. Some people have gardens, some people uh, go to the grocery store and buy canned goods. So there's different ways to uh, in a sense, be a homesteader. You can do it urban. You can do it country. Uh, there's different ways to do it. I think different people have different philosophies. But it's something I am passionate about, and there's a reason why. So last time we had an episode, I talked about Good Friday. Um, at the end of it, I said we'd have some new content. And uh, this month, I have a goal to put out a couple episodes uh, discussing homesteading. You know, and, and I would like to talk about some of those things. But uh, you may ask yourself, <clears throat> why does this pastor guy who has a podcast where he answers biblical questions or preaches on a podcast, uh, why would he kind of branch out and talk about homesteading? Well, uh, the Bible says whether you eat, sleep, or whatever you do, do to the glory of God. And this is something I'm passionate about. It's a way of life that I actually think is very natural um, uh, to Christianity and God's design for man. And I kind of want to talk about that today. Um, it's very real for me, and I believe it's something that, uh, you know, if you don't feel it's for you, well, maybe I can encourage you otherwise to kind of apply some of the principles that comes with homesteading. Um, but I really do think that it is very impactful on how we live life and 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 try to walk in our faith with Christ. So I kind of mentioned there a little bit, when it comes to homesteading, I actually believe that it is in a way part of God's design. Well, what do you mean by that, rustic preacher? Well, if you have a Bible, okay, you can go to Genesis, right? We know Genesis, the story of Genesis. Uh, that is when God talks about uh, when he created the earth, and in the beginning, in chapter 1, God goes through and talks about how he created the earth. You know, he created the beasts of the field. He created the stars, the universe, galaxies, the earth, he, water upon the earth, land, birds, right? All this. Um, and uh, in chapter 1, we come down uh, to verse 24, and God starts talking about making living things. Uh, to be on the earth, on the dry land. So in verse 24 it says, God said, Let the earth bring forth 
living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so, and God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to theirs, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. Then here in verse 26, this is what I want to get to. Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So oftentimes we quote when it comes to theology that God made man in his image, after his own likeness. And that is very important. There's something to be said, and it is uh, theologically, you know, when we realize that man, human beings, mankind... Uh, was created in their created order, there is something uniquely different about man. We are the only creature that God created on the earth that was made after his own likeness. We're the only one that is displayed with a conscience. And ultimately, if we take this even further, after this it says, And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So, Man, created in the likeness of God, was positioned on earth to rule, right? Have dominion over, to rule over all the earth. That means man, from the beginning, when they were created by God, had the responsibility to rule over the earth, right? That means we are supposed to be stewards of the earth and rule over it all. All of creation, the animals, the plants, the world, all of it. So there was responsibility there to man. Okay, and it goes even further, okay? Chapter 2, uh, before the fall, um, we see that that uh, in chapter 2, I'll just read it here. God goes into more detail in chapter 2 of, of this creation of man. Okay, uh, verse 5 of chapter 2, it says, When no bush of the field was yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground. Isn't that interesting? Before God puts plants on the ground, he says, before this all happened, there was no man to work the ground. It's as though in the beginning here that, that man was made in the beginning with the responsibility to work the dirt. Okay, verse 6, And a mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man of the dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature, and the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he had put man whom he had formed. So right here in the beginning of creation, God is a gardener who plants a garden, a place for man to dwell a homestead, one might say. And God, and, and verse 9 here, it says, And out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant in the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And rivers flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there in the, uh, it divided and become four rivers, right? So we have planting, we have produce that's coming from these plants that are good to eat. We have irrigation established with these rivers, right? The name of the first, he goes through it here. Okay, he talks about these rivers. Then we scroll down to verse 15, and it says, okay, in regards to this garden that, that God has established, this form of, 
of uh, permaculture, agriculture that's here in this garden on this homestead. It says in verse 15 of chapter 2, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. Isn't that amazing? Verse 16, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in that day you eat it, uh, you shall surely die. Then he says, as the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock, to the birds of the heavens, to every beast of the field. Uh, but for man there was not a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon man, and while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up it in place with the flesh and the rib that God had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. So, this is a beautiful display in chapter 2 of the process from what we saw in chapter 1 in detail where God made man on the earth and placed him over it to rule over it, to subdue it, right? To be a steward of the land, how did this take place? Well, God made a location where he planted a garden for food to eat. He placed a man in there. Then after that, he gave him livestock to name and to care for. And then he gave him a helpmate, which is woman, from man to help him tend the garden and to oversee the livestock. In a sense, the first homestead in all of creation, the very first so it's amazing to me, all of this is before the fall. Now we remember, if you remember the story, okay, when, when man was placed in the garden with Eve after God created them and brought them together, Satan deceived them and they ate of that tree, the one thing that God told them not to do. When it came to obeying, uh, being obedient to their creator, he said, now I've given you all this, but there is this tree and do not take from it. And they were deceived, and because the own lust of their eyes, their curiosity got the best of them, they took and they ate, and their eyes were opened, and they did die. They had a spiritual death, and one day they die, and how do we know this is true today? Well, there are people still dying. So what's my point? Well, my point is, is that before that fall, when everything was still perfect, when God created it and said it was good, it was very good, man ruled over the earth, the plants, the beasts, the ground, and they worked it. Right? They were stewards of the ground, stewards of the animal. It was created in their nature. And I really do believe that that creative aspect of man, because we are made in the likeness of God, from the beginning, it is very natural for us to work the earth right? I mean, when I'm on the homestead, like today, when, when I had the opportunity to share that experience with my friends and my family of, of that mother goat that, that had her baby goats, what a great natural part of life. There was beauty to it, excitement, worry, fear. I mean, it was just such an emotional moment uh, that was so small and so quick, but it grounded us. 
I was there, there were some chores needed done. The lawn need mowed. These things happened. Uh, we had a fire pit. All these things. The grass grows. You cut the grass. You use the grass to compost. The compost goes on the soil. The soil grows the food. You eat the food. This whole cycle. The grass feeds the goat, right? The goat gives you milk. The milk gives you cheese. The milk gives you ice cream. Who doesn't like ice cream, right? <laughs> well, you know, you get what I mean. But there's such a beautiful reward that comes out of working the ground, right? That comes out of being a steward of the earth, of the dirt, of the plants, of the food God provides for you, of the animals that you watch over and that you care for. There is a great reward that comes out of it that I think is very natural that comes from the root of of man's creation. And we see it from the very beginning. So... As I talk about homesteading, yes, it's a lifestyle that that I became acquainted with from my youth. There was a lot of homesteader things that I learned because, um, especially on my mother's side of the family, her family homesteaded the property that she grew up on when they came over on the Oregon Trail. And she was the third generation to live on that property, right? And I'm the fourth generation that got to appreciate that property and the fifth generation, my daughters, they, they have got to visit that property. And I hope it's in the family for years and years to come to appreciate the history there and, and, and the pleasure that comes from, from working that ground and, and, and receiving produce thereof. And it's just an amazing experience. So yes, for me, it's easy because I was around it growing up to say, oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh, it's very rewarding. But I think as people are starting to get more involved in this homestead movement, what is taking place is they're stepping out of their comfort zone. They're stepping away from a computer screen. They're stepping away from uh, distractions. They're stepping away from jobs that are over-demanding, where oftentimes you and your spouse are both working in the job field. You have less time together as a family. You have less time together as spouses. Uh, and, and you're you're constantly your time is constantly being robbed. But when you stop, and you start to get back to the earth, and you start to being to be stewards of the ground, of the plants, of the animals, these things that come from this homesteading lifestyle, I believe there's a great reward to that that people are starting to understand, and they're being blessed by because it is part of our nature. It's part of our design. I believe that wholeheartedly. So, uh, I mean, and that starts, I mean, it could start with a tomato plant in, in your windowsill, you know, or, or some, a little herb garden that you grow and you go, man, I usually buy basil leaves at the store, but I grew a little bit of basil in this little plant in my windowsill and I added it to my meal and oh, it was so rewarding. I mean, it could be as little as that all the way to growing all the food that you want and that your family will eat for a year. I mean, it's just... It, it keeps on going, but I really think it comes from that natural part. So uh, today, that's about as far as I'll get on this episode. I just kind of want to touch base where from the root, why I think homesteading is important and that we can benefit from it. And that's because it's part of our natural design, how God created us. Um, in, in that perfect In that perfect state, when God first created man, this is what we did. 
we ruled over all the earth and the animals thereof and the plants thereof and we named them and we're stewards of them and we we worked the ground and we ate the fruits of it and if you notice after the fall god sent man out of eden to do what it says right here to work the ground it's amazing that before the fall and after the fall man still had the responsibilities he still had that creative design but what had changed is now sin had entered the picture right sin entered the picture so there was going to be pain that would come with that beautiful design now because it was corrupted by sin that there would be hardship in working the ground because the ground had been corrupted by sin it had been cursed and the weight of sin the death of sin affected every aspect of it but from the beginning it hadn't changed what man's role was okay now the details around it might have changed the hardship around it might have changed the state of being and the state of of the ground might have changed but but man was put in the garden to work the ground before the fall he was kicked out of the garden had to work the ground after the fall so it is very natural i believe and i would encourage anyone um, if you're like oh man homesteading's really like not for me and this is weird and i can't do that well maybe as i discuss homesteading more you will find more benefits to it and maybe in some small way you will become a homesteader right you may become more prepared or more of a steward of God's blessings or you know uh, more self-sufficient in some way I think it really can benefit everyone so that's a start we'll start there and I am encouraged and I look forward to uh, giving you guys more opportunities in the future to learn more about homesteading we'll have some more episodes coming up on the topic uh, with that being said, there might be some topics regarding homesteading that you guys might be curious about that I may have the opportunity to discuss. So if you do have any questions or comments or an encouragement uh, that you've received by this episode, feel free to email me at my email address, therusticpreacherpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is therusticpreacherpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'd love to discuss more of this with you. I hope everyone is encouraged by this. Um, and, and please stay tuned for more episodes on the topics. And I'm really excited for that. And I hope you guys have a blessed day. So I will sign out and remind you that God is good all the time. And God is real, so we should be real too. God bless. You guys have a great week. Mm-hmm.